Welcome to the Music, Money, and Life podcast. This podcast is brought to you by HowToLicenseYourMusic.com. If you want to learn how to make money writing music for TV, films, and ads, visit HowToLicenseYourMusic.com today for a free video series all about how to write music specifically for use in TV shows, films, and commercials. Music, Money, and Life is the podcast that brings together the best minds in music licensing, music publishing, music marketing, and more together in one place. Learn how to license your music and market your music. Learn the latest cutting-edge techniques for getting your music heard and making money from your music. Learn directly from the musicians and industry insiders on the front lines of the music business. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review in iTunes. Every positive review helps us rise up the ranks in iTunes, gain more subscribers, and attract more and more great guests. And now, without further ado, here's today's podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Music, Money, and Life. It's been about two months since I released a podcast. It's hard to believe it's been that long, but the reason it's been so long is that over the last few months, I've been super focused on the new premium members-only website for howtolicenseyourmusic.com. So howtolicenseyourmusic.com is my main original website. I launched that website way back in 2008. It's it's hard to believe, but it's been an entire decade now that I've been running that, that website. It's crazy to think how long it's been. But my new website is a premium members-only version of howtolicenseyourmusic.com. The URL for the new website is H-T-L-Y-M for how to license your music, H-T-L-Y-M premium.com. And the new website, the simplest way to describe it is to imagine sort of like a Netflix or Amazon Prime for music licensing. So it's one website where you log in and access all the different tools and resources you need to license your music all in one website. So we provide music licensing leads, in-depth music business courses, audio interviews, ebooks, music industry directories. We're now doing live um monthly webinars. We're actually going to be doing one this Thursday, and I'll I'll tell you more about that in a minute. But we provide a ton of different tools and resources for musicians who are trying to get their music licensed. Really, everything you need to get your music licensed, you'll find in this new premium members-only website all in one place. So check that out. Again, the URL is htlympremium.com. So on today's podcast, I'm speaking with TV composer Eddie Gray. And this is, I believe, the third or fourth time maybe that Eddie's been on this podcast, The at least the, the third time. Eddie and I are actually doing a live webinar for members of the new premium website this Thursday. So Thursday, May 31st at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, I'll be going live with Eddie for an entire hour and we'll be discussing the topic of building relationships and building connections with music libraries and music supervisors. So if you're interested in attending that live webinar, again, visit htlympremium.com. If you become a member, You'll get access to all the monthly webinars. Annual members get access to the live streams. Monthly members get access to the replays of the webinars. If you're interested in just attending this specific webinar on Thursday with Eddie, check out the URL htlympremium.com forward slash Eddie, E-D-D-I-E, and you can get information on how to attend just this specific webinar on Thursday. Without further ado, here is TV composer Eddie Gray. 
All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music, Money, and Life podcast. I'm excited to bring back someone a lot of you are probably already familiar with at this point. I'm speaking with TV composer Eddie Gray today. Eddie, how are you? Hey, how's it going? Doing great, doing good. Glad to uh, have you back on the podcast, Eddie. Uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So Eddie and I have a webinar. We're going to do a live webinar on Thursday, uh, which is one of the reasons I wanted to bring Eddie back onto the podcast was to just sort of touch base and uh, kind of find out what you're up to, Eddie. I know that you're you're working on a lot of different projects. I know you have a lot going on. You said you only have about 30 minutes today. What have you been up to? I know you're working on Born This Way, but I saw on Facebook that you also picked up another, was it a theme song or another show that you're working on as well? Yeah, essentially Born This Way season four kicked in. You know, it feels really interesting. I feel like an athlete, you know, in the NBA or something. And, you know, I've had some successes. I've had some failures, uh, but now I have experience. So I'm really stoked about, this next season and, and just this next chapter of life. Uh, but something surprising did happen. And this is a, a message to everyone that if you just work hard, you keep planting seeds and you keep networking and you stay with the craft that eventually things do happen. Uh, I, I planted a seed about a year ago with a music supervisor. And he basically said, look, we've got this pilot. We don't know if it has a shot do you want to do it? At the time, I was working on The Healer. So I had a lot of pressure to really perform and to really uh, make something happen. But, you know, in life, um, opportunities come and you have to take them. You know, that's just the nature of the beast. So I decided that I was going to take the load. Luckily, I have a phenomenal team. Uh, big shout out to my team. And, you know, I, it, was, it was just a, a, really, uh, it was a really interesting time as far as just like concentration and just kind of working day and night. Well, we got it all done. Got the pilot done. The healer was successful. Landed the main title for the healer as well. Nice. Uh, with a composer named Dario Forzato. And that was really cool. Um, and the, the pilot didn't get picked up. Uh, now, mind you, I did the pilot hmm. for free. There's uh -huh. a lot of composers that ask me, should I do this for free? Should I do that for free? And I always say, you should always say yes once. You should always take advantage of, you know, somebody extending themselves and offering you something at least one time. Yeah. If, I mean, even if it's just a bigger reputation, right? So I did a tremendous amount of work. It, you know, what looks on the surface as if it's free, but really there's, there's things happening kind of behind doors and uh, there's conversations happening and, and, and who knows what else it'll lead to. But in this case, the pilot was picked up uh, and it will premiere September 15th on the season finale of Born This Way Season 4, and it's called Death Out Loud. It's a show about the deaf community and all the different facets of it. It's a, it's, it's a phenomenal show, man. When I watched the pilot, uh, my, you know, it was, it was just a, a really, it's a really special show, and I really have a lot of, a lot of my heart behind it. And uh, all is well. I'm, I mean, I'm super stoked. That's like three shows under my belt. Um, and we'll see if it gets picked up for an actual series. Mm. Uh, but you know, win, lose or draw, I'm super stoked. I'm super happy, uh, you know, living my dreams and, and I encourage everyone to, to find their place, to find their niche and, and make it happen. Well, very cool. Congratulations on that. That's, uh, that's exciting. So 
you brought up like kind of an inter- interesting point, Eddie, which is doing things for little or no money up front. And I feel like a lot of people are reluctant to do this under understandably what is your like what do you what do you think songwriters expectations should be in terms of of getting paid i mean obviously we all need to get paid at some point how long do you do you think writers and composers should be willing to do things like that for for little or no money up front you know at what point do you draw the line and say i need to get paid for my work yeah i think there's a couple factors there um there's really two types of, of of species that I'm talking about. One, you're either really good, but you don't have any contacts whatsoever. Or two, you're not that great, and you're still kind of you know finding your your network. So you've got you've got those two uh, iterations of this. And so if you're really good, musically speaking, production uh, productions are hot. Everything's polished. I feel like you should give yourself anywhere from two to four years before you really start asking. Uh, and in that two to four years, what are you doing? You're building your, your, your contacts, you're building your, your network. Yeah. If you're on the other side of that, where you're, you're, you're just kind of improving, you're, you're, you're still learning your DAW, your production tools, and then you have no contact tool, and I think, yeah, uh, on the better end of four years, um, and, and, you know, it depends how fast you learn, how committed you are. So I'll just say four years for now, because you got to remember when I started, I I didn't know anything, right? I think mean, I I didn't. So it's been four and a half years now, uh, but then again, you know, I applied myself uh, as much as I could, and I took classes, and I watched tutorials, and I paid mentors, and I did all sorts of stuff in order to get to the next the next place, you know. But even for for these things that you're writing for, where there's no money up front, you're still getting money on on the back end, though, right? For performance royalties, you are. Um, and this is another thing, I'll, you know, I'd like to bring up because you're never really working for free. You know, there's a lot of yeah. people that I talk to, and they're they're either confused about the business or or, or perhaps they're a little bit pompous. Um, and I, you know, I urge everyone to be as humble as you can and as respectful as you can because, you know, like I tell, I tell, you know, some of, some of the guys who are green, it's like, I didn't make up this industry. I didn't, you know, I didn't make up the rules. I'm merely just coming into it and basically applying myself. Um, I'm, I'm in the process right now of actually selling half of my library. It's a long story. I can, we can talk about it later in depth, but what I'm trying to tell you is you're never working for free. If if the deal goes well and the numbers look how I want them to look, I'll be selling it for over twenty thousand dollars, you know. And so nice. don't like you got to remember that you're and, and and potentially more, but at the at the very least. So you you really have to think about like there is a lot happening outside of what you currently know and understand. Um, I had built up my library for four years. I didn't know I was going to sell it. You know, I mean. I was just writing and just trying to learn this whole time, you know, and still to this day, I'm still trying to learn as much as I can. So just, just don't be fooled into thinking that you're working for free. You're working for yourself. You're, you're investing in yourself. You're investing in your life, build your music library, build your music production skills. And eventually you'll find ways to monetize those things. Who are you selling your catalog to? If you, can you talk about it? Do you mind? Yeah, yeah. There, there, no, no, I don't. There's actually private investors all over the world who are willing to invest in particularly boutique uh, music companies. 
So because of all the work I've done with Pulling the Sway, because of all the work I've done with the Healer and the hundreds of other and thousands of other places that I've that I've received. And by the way, this is, these are no special feats. Uh, you know, this isn't like an isolated incident, like winning an Emmy award or something, you know, something really kind of grand. I, I really want to bring it down. So everybody understands that this is very acceptable. Uh, so yeah, there's private investors that basically will buy the libraries, um, and buy their royalty rights. And they basically will, will take the, either in perpetuity, or you could do it in a 10 year term. You could do a percentage of your library. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's actually a big market right now. So it's, uh, it's very interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. Was it, was that something that you sought out or, or did they, did they come to you? How did that work? I had a couple of companies reach out to me and I thought, okay, let me kind of entertain them. And I, at first I just didn't, I didn't value it. I didn't think the numbers were good, but then one specific company reached out to me and then I, and my, my ears perked up, you know, because I'm currently in the process of working on buying a house with a studio and, you know, I, I really want to make this work. So yeah, it's a good opportunity. Yeah, no, that, that's that's really cool. I mean, that's a nice chunk of cash, and then you'll obviously, I mean, I assume you'll just keep writing more tracks and keep building, you, you know, your existing catalog as well. Is is that kind of the plan? You'll you'll sell this existing catalog and then just kind of keep doing what you've been doing, right? I mean, it's a win-win for me. If you know, uh, uh, I didn't know what I was doing the past four years, and finally now, I feel like I have a pretty decent grasp on this. I mean, it's ever evolving. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I think. You know, you can get to a place where you can build some confidence and then you can really start kind of showing the world, showing people who you are. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I'm not, my plan as far as I'm concerned is I'm going to do this till I'm 50 feet under, you know? Yeah. I, I love music. I want to do it every day. I, I've used the example of uh, I'm just a guy that when I get home, you know, I work, instead of working on cars, you know, I work on music. That's what I do. I just like to go home and work on music. That, that's what fulfills me and makes me feel good. I feel happy. It's, it's a simple life, and, and I love it. Yeah, no, that, that, that's awesome. Well, cool. Congratulations on, on that. Let's let's shift gears a little bit. I wanted to um, kind of tell everybody about this webinar we're, we're doing. So for those of you who don't know, we have a new website um, called How to License Your Music Premium. The URL is H-T-L-Y-M for How to License Your Music premium.com htlympremium.com go check that out but one of the things we're doing for this new website is, is we're doing a series of live monthly webinars and i'm bringing on people like eddie and we get together online on video and we have a live in-person chat for, for a full hour so we're doing one on on thursday this thursday and um we're going to be talking about the topic of networking and building contacts in the music licensing business. So I thought, Eddie, if if you could, let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, we're going to go in depth on Thursday, but can you, for everybody listening, because I, you've, you've been on the podcast a, a couple different times and they've been really well-received episodes, but we've talked about different things each time. Can you kind of tell us a little bit, let's talk a little bit about like if you're just getting started in this or if you're relatively new and you only have a few placements under your belt, how can writers go about building contacts in, in this industry? Okay. So we talked about prototypes. You have a really good musically, don't have any contacts. 
or you don't know really what you're doing, but you have a passion for music, you know that you can do it, and you don't have any contact. So I'll just speak kind of from from that uh, orientation, okay? Okay. Um, sure, the yeah. first thing you want to do, it doesn't matter if you're on either side, you basically want to start joining music libraries, exclusive, non-exclusive, um, and you want to start providing your music. And by the way, most libraries are, are, are kind of... Uh, leaning towards the side of exclusivity. So that's normal. Just get kind of used to it. You will write a bunch of music and you will do it for free, but not really because just, you know, remember what we talked about. Um, and, and, and what that's going to do, it's going to build your confidence. You're going to start getting your reps in as far as, um, you know, the repetition of making a song. And, and if you're a niche composer who basically just works on one genre of music, that's fantastic. You'll get even better. You'll, you'll become faster over time. If you're more of a, uh, broad-based composer that can kind of touch and go with R&B, with trap, with, you know, uh, you know, future bass or, or what have you, um, that's really good for you as well because it's real life, real world experience. So it's a win-win for everybody. Make your, your initial contact and what will start to happen is you'll start to build your network. Now, these aren't the people who are going to, you know, allow you to make a salary, uh, you know, six figures are over, but at least you'll start to make the money. And you'll start to see either quarterly stipends through your, your pro, through ASCAP, BMI, CSAC, et cetera. Yeah. Or you'll start to see small jobs, like $100 for, for you know, a sync fee for an upfront. When I, when I first started, when I got my first deal, I did 12 songs for a company. They paid me $100 per song. I felt like a millionaire. I'm not kidding you. In terms of the, the gratitude that I felt. So every win is, is important. Celebrate every single victory. And that's really how it starts and what starts to happen is this person will introduce you to that person or let's just say you joined a publisher and then that publisher got a job with a bigger company. All of a sudden they bring you with them. It's all connected, but it's really about competence. It's really about being a professional, conduct, conducting yourself like a professional. And ultimately it's just about following through and just evolving and, and continuing to get better day after day after day. Anybody can be hot for a week. Anybody can be impressive for one month, but it's the guys that do it year in and year out that ultimately will be on top. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. But by the way, there's something I wanted to ask you, Eddie. I got my first, I don't know if I told you about this, but I've had just, I, I shouldn't say coincidentally, but I've had a lot of placements over the last few months. Like things are, are I'm kind of starting to build some nice momentum. And I got my first. You, you, Aaron, you, you put in a lot of work. That's why, man. No, exactly. I put in a, a lot of work. And um, I mean, as you know, I've been at this a long time, but things definitely ebb and flow in this business. And things like a few years ago really started to slow down for me. So I, I just like super proactively and aggressively over the last couple couple years have built up more contacts. But I scored my first um, commercial last December, and I got the sync V. But I was going to ask you because I've never. This is the the first time I've ever had. It was it was a promo for ABC, and I think it was something that was used over and over. I'm not sure exactly, but do you have any idea? Do you have experience with with commercials, in terms of what they pay for royalties? For royalties? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had a couple commercials. Yeah, they could be uh, generous, especially when, I, when you're on a, NBC, man. I mean, that's yeah. It was it was uh, a, it was ABC. Yeah, I'm expecting a, ABC, a, I'm a, a, a pretty nice check. But but then I was talking to another writer and he's like, no, commercials don't don't pay very well. 
So I don't know. I know some guys making hundreds of dollars with with international placements like that. I just made five hundred dollars with. I mean, and imagine this with a placement on Young and the Restless in France. Yeah. I mean, that can yeah. you imagine in, in the states? I mean, you hold it for bargain. Yeah, I mean, I've had a, a a ton of uh, music on that show. But anyways, I was just wondering, I'm I'm kind of excited about this one because I'm expecting it to be pretty substantial, but um but back to what you're saying, so building contacts, just getting your music out there. Um what about this scenario because I think this is something a lot of writers confront is they they get their music with a few different libraries. They get excited and then they sit back and nothing really happens. What can you do when you've got like a little bit of momentum going, but you're just not getting the the placements that you're you're hoping for? Yeah, so you know, let's, just for the sake of organization, let's consider this step too. You know, once you get your your foot in the door, you have some some contact, you've got some placements, then what? Then you need to really go back to 101. Like, what got you there? What got you there was hard work. What got you there was consistency. What got you there was follow-through, persistence. And these are the things that are going to get you to step three, right, which is bigger contacts, bigger sync fees, yada, yada. Um, so, yeah, it really is about continuing on that path. Like I said, anybody can, can, can get in. It, it, how do you stay in? How do you stay relevant? And how do you thrive? So the next step after that is, perhaps amplifying, multiplying what you've already done and taking it up a notch. So before you're reaching out to, you know, 10 people a week, um, make it 50, you know. Uh, you have to, I, I honestly believe that, uh, you know, that that's what separates the boys, the, the boys from the men. It's essentially they just keep going and they become uh, almost obsessive, you know. They, they, they just put their whole being into it. And, and every win means something. Every placement means something. Like, even if I get a, I mean, I've gotten checks for, you know, $800, gotten checks for, for $20. They're equally the same to me. I mean, I, like, praise each check, each opportunity, each placement, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it really is just about amplifying it. There's nothing new. There's no other book that you can read. It's just you just have to take it up a notch. Like, if it took this much to get to the first level then it's going to have to take a little bit more to get to the next yeah no that that makes perfect sense i feel like a lot of writers though they just reach this point where nothing's really really happening and they're not quite sure what to do next do you here's another question i was going to ask you i know that you have a team of writers and different people that you work with do you have anybody that helps you pitch your music or do you, are you doing it all yourself at this point i i certainly have some contacts that that I believe in and I know they fight just as, as much as I do. And that's a big help because I only have two hands, two legs, you know, one brain. Imagine if I multiply that by 50 other publishers that believe in me just as much as I do. Um, you know, and, and you know what, this is actually a good time to, to, to kind of talk about, you know, looking, okay, if things are not happening, you have to look at it. And I mean, I, I just want to be, you know, just, you know, straight here. Is it the music that you're writing? I mean, you have you have to look at it. You know, is it is it the sounds that you currently have? Is it, is it because of your sample libraries? Is it because you're not doing enough? Like, do you need to be reaching out to more uh, people, companies, publishers? What exactly is is, is stifling your progress? Because uh, you, 
you cannot say that it's the music licensing industry. You can't blame it on the industry. You know, the industry is just an entity. It's it's whether you claim your stake and 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 create the opportunity. You you have to willfully, you know, uh, dutifully like move forward and 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 create it. I you know I wish it was easier. You know, I get a, a, a lot of people like I'm customers that email me. And he was basically kind of, you know, griping over the industry and how he doesn't like how he has to, you know, write exclusive music. And, yeah, you know, and I just said, look, man, I didn't make up this, this game. You know, I'm just playing it, and I'm, I'm interested in playing it at the highest level. Um, so, you know, the third step, once you get through that poor me attitude or, oh, the industry sucks, or once you get over just all the, the mental aspects of it, it's really about action. You know, it's really about staying in action seven days a week, you know. And what will start happening is you, you're, you're going to become more uh, valuable. You're going to have more merit because people are going to be, be able to depend on you. I mean, some of my writers right now are making anywhere between $500 to $1,000 a month simply because I can count on them. I know who they are, and when it's time to, you know, hit a home run, uh, I can count on them. Uh, now, granted, that's not going to pay, you know, everything but imagine you have one contact that's paying you 500 another contact that's paying you 200 dollars a month another one that's paying you a thousand dollars a month then you get yeah. a quarterly statement that's a thousand dollars every three months uh all of a sudden you know the the landscape changes yeah you can really build it up like that you have to you have to man right now i've got this rotating pool of clients opportunities and i still to this day I go back to the fundamentals, to the one-on-one, writing for exclusive libraries, writing for free, quote-unquote free, with anybody that will give me an opportunity. If I don't have the time, I don't have the time. But I I do my best to always go back to the networking and to basically getting my music out there no matter what, you know? Yeah, you um, you mentioned something that I wanted to sort of highlight, which is you said you can't blame it on the industry like if you're, if you're writing a lot of music and it's not getting placed you can't blame it on the industry but i think one of the, maybe one of the challenging things is knowing when it's just a matter of being more patient and waiting for things to start to take off you know as they eventually will if you're on the right track or like you said taking a really good hard look at, at your music do you have any suggestions in terms of how writers can know whether or not they're simply not writing the right material or whether they just need to be more patient and, and proactive. Yeah. You know, I think I do. I think, I think if you, if you look at the numbers and you start to kind of, you know, make this a bit more of an analysis and you say, okay, I'm working with 10 publishers. I've got 20 different songs with each one, all exclusive. So that means that they're all different you can't spread exclusive material. Why am I not getting any placements? At that point, I would take an honest look at one of two things. The music I'm writing first, because it's all about self-responsibility. It's about, it's about a brutal recognition if you have what it takes to make it. Um, and once you or somebody makes that analysis for you, you know, um, before I quote-unquote made it, whatever that means, um, I paid uh, a consultant. He's a, a composer, a guy, you know, who works in the field. And I asked him, please let me know what I need to work on. You know, like, yeah. give me the truth. Like, I, and, and he was so honest. And I, I, I absolutely loved it. I was so grateful. I did everything he told me. And uh, things definitely kind of uh, took off from there. Um, 
And then after after that, look, once you look inside, once you look at your side of the street, then you have to look at your contacts. And I, I mean, I'll be the first to say there's a lot of people out there who do not care about your music, who frankly don't care about you. And uh, your music is sitting on their laptop or on a hard external hard drive. And that's it. That, that, that's where it stays. Now, am I happy about all the albums and songs that I wrote in exclusivity and, and they're sitting in a hard drive somewhere? No, absolutely not. But that was the sacrifice that I made in order to, to be here today. I needed to know who's going to fight for me, who's out there, who has contacts, who's the real deal. And unfortunately, you know, I wasted a lot of time and I, I now, um, you know, I know kind of who's, who's the, you know, the who's who of, of, of publishers and music libraries. Um, and you're going to have to discover that for yourself because, you know, they may not, uh, they may not like my music, but they may like yours. And so you have to go out there and figure out who is going to champion you. Yeah, no, that, that's a really good point. I mean, I always get writers who ask me, who should I work with? Who should, my, who should I send my music to? And although I certainly have suggestions and ideas that I can give people, I think you kind of have to figure it out yourself, right? Because a publisher that, that I'm a good fit with or a library that I'm a good fit with isn't necessarily a library or publisher that you're going to be a good fit with, you know, depending on the style of music you make and the client base of whatever library or, or publisher you're, you're working with. So you, you kind of have to just go through the process, I think, of, of figuring that out for yourself. Absolutely. I concur. Cool. So um, I know we're going to keep it kind of short today. I know you're really busy and you, you said you, you have somebody waiting for you. Um, so this Thursday, and by the way, it's May 31st. So depending on when you listen to this podcast, if it's after May 31st, it's too late. The webinar is over. You missed it. It's this Thursday, May 31st at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific time. And again, I'm going to be speaking with Eddie live on a, a video. We're doing a video webinar for an entire hour. And the other thing that I thought I would do, Eddie, is I thought, because you've done, I think, three courses now for howtolicenseyourmusic.com, right? You did the TV composer co course, did the instrumental cue course, and you did a, a course on logic. So I thought what I would do is bundle all of that together and make all three courses accessible as well as the webinar for one price. So if you are interested in that, go to my website. It's htlympremium.com forward slash Eddie, E-D-D-I-E. And I'll put together a, a package, Eddie, of all your courses plus admission to the webinar. I, I think I'll make the webinar available as a standalone item as well. So yep. any other thing you, you want to add? Any other tidbits of, of wisdom? I mean, if you don't mind, I'll kind of talk to my former self that, that bought your lead. Uh, you know, you didn't have this fantastic uh, platform that I, I wish I had four and a half years ago because, you know, uh, I think I would have saved some time. But, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, is uh, you know, I went through your program. I bought every lead. I bought every course. And I'll, I'm saying that because I am your regular average Joe guy. You know, I, I, I tell everybody that I come in contact with because I want to inspire them and I want to make sure that the guy that I was four and a half years ago you know, that I honor who that guy was, you know, and, uh, you know, there, there, there are sacrifices, certainly, if you want to accomplish your dreams. 
And if you want to do anything great for that matter, it's going to take something. It's going to cost something. And I'm not talking about money here. I'm talking about your life, your, your energy, your will. Uh, I went through your program, you know, and I would not be here. I would not be scoring Born This Way Season 4, my third season. I would not have scored The Healer. I would not, not have, you know, created, uh, worked on this pilot uh, if it wasn't for you, you know. And so my message is that it can happen, you know. I am, uh, you know, the, 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 the champion of every man, and I do believe that people can make it. Uh, and I want you to make it, and I want to hear those stories. So... Uh, take advantage of these resources uh, just like I did. And, and I, I feel that if you want it, if you really want it, you can have it. Yeah. Well, well, listen, I appreciate you, you saying that. And um, yeah, I mean, I was going to mention that the whole reason that I've created this website. And, and by the way, for those of you not familiar with how the new website works, it's a premium members-only website. We're up to, by the way, Eddie. Um, I'm real. I mean, things are going really well w- with the the entire website and, and and that whole project. But we have, I think, right around 70 members now. So things are growing. I have a full-time assistant who's helping me with it. But we provide the tools and, and resources that you need. We provide leads. We provide courses. We provide reference tracks of, of songs that are being licensed so you can log in and everything is, is accessible in, in one convenient place. So, uh, you know, I'm excited that you're a part of this, Eddie. You've been a, a big contributor, as has my producer, Gary Gray. So, you know, between the three of us, we've created a, a ton of content, and I encourage you all to go check it out. So, again, May 31st, 2 p.m. Eastern, we're going to go live. If you're interest, interested in that, go to htlympremium.com forward slash Eddie. And Eddie Gray, uh, what you, let's tell people your website as well so they can go check that out. EddieGrayMusic.com, E-D-D-I-E-G-R-E-Y, music.com. Excellent. Go check uh, Eddie's website out. Eddie, I appreciate you taking the time today, and thanks again for, for all your help. Always, man. Thank you for everything. Okay. Hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with, with Eddie Gray. It's always fun to uh, catch up with Eddie. Looking forward to our webinar together on Thursday. Hopefully a lot of you guys will check that out as well. I thought I would close today's podcast with an example of one of my recent placements. As I mentioned during the podcast, I've had a nice kind of string of placements over the last few months. I've had probably 15 or 16 different placements. I've had several different TV placements on a couple different TV shows. I landed the ABC promo that I talked about in this most recent podcast. I had eight tracks, I believe, licensed as part of a blanket licensing deal in retail stores around the world. And most recently, the, the latest placement was for a video game. This is actually my, my first video game placement. I get a lot of questions about licensing music and video games, and this is the first time I've actually done it personally. So this track that I'm going to play is, is a song called Where We Were that I actually recorded back in 2015. So it's a few years old, but it's again, it's called Where We Were. It's produced by Gary Gray, my amazing producer who has produced pretty much all of my tracks over the last two or three years now. I've been working with Gary quite a while. 
Um, but again, this track is called Where We Were, and this was licensed into a video game called Catch and Release, which is a virtual reality video game coming out sometime later this year, I believe. I don't know the exact release date, but I have information about that on my website. So if you're interested in learning more about me and my music, check out my website, which is Aaron Davison. Dot net A-A-R-O-N-D-A-V-I-S-O-N.net. Again, this track is called Where We Were, as recently licensed into the video game Catch and Release. I'll find a way to let you know With you I'd like to take it slow Reach out your hand and I'll give you mine What's mine is yours Yours is mine, I know We'll take it slow There was a time when love was true That is the way that I'll love you give you all if you do the same if you come back to me I'll go back to you our love is true drifting away biding our time we circle around Then we glide right back to where we were We drank from the well and we talked by the fire We walked on the beach and stared at the stars I looked in your eyes and you looked in mine I fell for you then and you fell for me eventually I woke up with you here in my arms 